Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Slash Filmcast After Dark, the after show for the Slash Filmcast, where we talk about a variety of random topics that didn't make it into the show. This week, we got a random grab bag of a couple things real quick before we get to an in-depth review, such as it is, of Coming to America, uh, the second film, Coming Not, to yeah. Not America. Not to be confused with Coming One America, which we reviewed last week. On the Slash Filmcast After Dark. So this is Coming the Numeral Two America. Um, coming Will the fourth to... one be called Coming for America? No, it's going to be called Coming T-O-O America. It's mm. terrible, Jeff. That's phenomenal. Are you kidding? This time, so, they are so... also coming to America. You get it? It's so bad what you just said. It's so bad. <laughs> okay. Usually, Slash Filmcast After Dark episodes are uh, exclusive to our patrons over at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. Every once in a while, uh, right now, we've been dropping one of these on the main feed uh, just to give people a preview and understanding of what they would be getting mm-hmm. three to four times a month if they subscribe to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash filmpodcast at the $10 and up tier. Um, our our so, wild and wacky conversations. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is one of those times we're making this available on the main feed because there has been quite a bit of demand for uh, thoughts on coming to America. Now... Let me also just say this, I, and like I've gotten multiple emails and tweets mm-hmm. about this, and and I have to say uh, I am a little confused just because we generally don't review comedies on the Slash Filmcast, and sure. I think the yeah, reason yeah. is because it's pretty subjective what is funny, right? Like for sure, and it's hard to talk about how something is funny in my opinion like i've i personally find it really challenging jeff you know it's possible you you, davindra and you and jeff some people may find barb and star to be a masterpiece exactly (laughs) precisely how you know i just don't have a sense of humor really is where we're going with this right that's what it is yeah uh dave's cold robot brain does not understand You're so, some Michael comedies. Hanukkah over there to laugh. Yeah. So in general, uh, you know, I find it difficult to uh, like. I, I mean, I would say we, but maybe it's just me. Find it difficult to review comedies, but then in particular this one, yeah, you know, which yeah, I think is like is particularly tough. difficult to have interesting things to say about. But we will get to that. We will. Get well, I to have that. things to say for sure. All right. Well, we will talk about coming to America, but uh, I just want to say if you are listening to this right now on the main feed or on the Patreon. You are only listening to it because of all the fine folks over at patreon.com slash film podcast. So thank you to all those folks. Thank you. You are awesome. You're the best. You are, yeah, you are making this podcast economically sustainable for us. It is incredible what's happening over at patreon.com slash film podcast. And we're all very grateful for it. Okay. Kanata Jeff, you have a topic you want to discuss, yes? Well, firstly... I want to extend a, a huge thank you officially. Uh, I, I did private thank yous, but a public thank you. I'd mentioned, I don't know how many weeks ago now, several weeks ago, uh, that I refused to pay uh, for uh, YouTube premium. Yes. And it was uh, another one of your incredibly objectionable views uh, that was on the podcast. Yeah, it's, I am frugal to the point of self-punishing is, is what it is often, mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, and I create bizarre, almost arbitrary lines in the sand for myself. Yeah. I think, I think I actually experienced that this week when I was texting you, Jeff. Um, yeah. yeah. Wait, what, so, what text are we talking about? Remember I texted you, I, I sent you some, uh, Patreon funds. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, there's Jeff certain was v- things that 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 raise my hackles. You know, Jeff, what I'm Jeff, Jeff was very uh, uh, unhappy with the the manner in which his some Patreon funds were conveyed to him. I don't um, like fees. I don't like fees. <laughs> have you guys, have you guys seen the uh, the Meghan Markle? interview with oprah there's been this um uh-huh. there's been like a lot of memes of oprah the memes right? and, like, yeah. and one of the memes up. is like so there's like oprah kind of putting up her hands and being like nope you know yeah. and then oprah like sitting intently looking and kind of nodding right and one of the best ones of these versions is like um uh ten dollars plus four dollar shipping nope but fourteen dollars <laughs> and free shipping <laughs> mm. tell me more kind of yeah. you know like yeah, yeah. That's me. Uh, That's me yeah. to a T. <laughs> That's me. I, I am. I am also that guy that uh, I've never carried a balance on a credit card ever, ever same, in my life. Same. Because same. I cannot fathom why anyone would want to pay more for something than it cost. Right. I mean, some people aren't able yeah. to, to may, may uh, keep a zero balance, yeah. but I yes, don't I, buy the thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes people yeah, okay. got to eat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Some, well, yes, some people might not be as privileged as you, Jeff, but yes, I, oh, I understand. Yeah. Well, make it about, make it about my privilege to, you know, but I, I, yes, if you have to put your dinner on a credit card, then I'm not talking about you right now. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so, you, but, you don't like fees. Yes. And, and my, uh, you know, I, one of the things in my marriage is my, my, my wife who, you know, uh, <laughs> she has, loves fees. She does not love fees, but she is, she is, she does not have the, uh, adverse reaction I have to them. And so I am constantly saying, was there any fees associated with this? Uh, <laughs> After your child is born. What yeah. are the fees associated with this? What is this uh, hospital yeah. delivery surcharge that's happening here? <laughs> I'm not a fan of the fees. Anyway, all of that is to say that uh, I, made, <laughs> I made such a fuss that uh, a, a lovely and wonderful listener, uh, Wesley B., I will use the Dave Chen style of maintaining yes. anonymity. Do uh, it. Wes- Wesley uh, extended the offer. Uh, he said he had an extra family... Uh, invite uh, because nice. I don't know if you're aware of this, but my actual friends on the podcast not willing to do that. No, not willing. Okay, okay so all, all I, spoken I, for. I have thoughts on this. I have thoughts. About, I'll let you finish your story though, Jeff. Anyway, Wesley was very generous and and offered uh, to put me on the family plan, and so I am now a uh, member of the B family uh, uh, officially, and uh, have been enjoying the YouTube Premium uh, Sans commercials. Uh, which is which has been lovely and, and has it changed your life? Have you yeah. have you understood now why I was so intense about this a couple of weeks ago? It is a mild improvement to my so life. Jeff is I, over here talking about YouTube. Uh, weren't you recommending things on YouTube at one point? Like, yeah, yeah I'm going to talk more about what I've been watching yeah. on YouTube in a second. But uh, yeah, I, I I I honestly don't have an issue clicking skip on a on a commercial. I do, it, it does not bother me that much. But I do. It has been an improvement, and I'm super grateful to Wesley for making my life uh, that much um, friction free. So I have a few thoughts on this, and I'm actually shocked that now having tasted the glory of commercial-free YouTube, you're not like, yeah, this is essential yeah. to my you, life. You can't always hit skip on a commercial either. Yeah, you Sometimes can't. You gotta Some watch of them it. are for, yeah, I just, it, yeah, you can't there, always There's skip. no argument here. Yeah. I, here's, I, the, here's, the, here's the difference, I think, between you and me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is, I think that when I watch YouTube, uh-huh. I am always at my computer. Mm-hmm. Mm. And therefore, anytime a commercial comes on YouTube, 
I just click over to another window and do a thing for 20 seconds ah, or whatever. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds super productive. Like, t- you know what are the most productive <laughs> tasks? Things you can do in 20 seconds. You know, yeah. like that's yeah. my favorite. Ta- my The things that create the most value in my life. Yeah. Things that you can do doing YouTube during YouTube ads. No, yeah. I think you know? the real difference is uh, some people value their time, mm. and uh, <laughs> yeah, with and a very specific number is, that you pay to YouTube is literally valueless. You know, in in this case, right? Um, but uh, Jeff, are you watching YouTube uh, like on your TV now? Because it is actually pretty good. Yes. It's actually great how how great production has like uh, increased for so many yes. channels and things. Yeah, there there are a number of of things that I have started watching on my TV now that I can. My children, uh, much to my horror, uh, are all about the YouTube. My son only wants to. My daughter too. My daughter, God, all she wants is to watch the Mother Goose Club on YouTube. Oh no, uh, and endlessly. Yeah. Uh, and they're much more interested in watching YouTube, even at this age, than they are watching actual shows. I'm like, can we just watch something wonderful like the Tumbley for Bluey or, uh, you know, uh, Go Go Corey Carson or, you know, there's all these great shows that are shows. You can watch them on Netflix shows. and Amazon. The shows. And you're like, no, no, I just want to. My son wants to watch Hot Wheels videos. Hot Wheels mm-hmm. videos. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will say. I have recently gone down a rabbit hole that I have found intensely pleasurable. And that is because my son has uh, gotten into Lego very, uh, ex- you know, in an extreme way. He, he builds Lego sets and I now I'm re-exposed to Lego. I've always loved Lego. I still have Lego things here and there. But as an adult human who has a job and such, I, I don't have as much time to assemble Lego as I would like. But because my son now is getting Lego sets for birthday presents and grandparents are giving him Lego sets, I get to live that life again. I get to help build the Lego set or experience the Lego. And so I have gone down this rabbit hole of Lego content on YouTube. (laughs) And I'm telling you guys, it's the best. The best. It's the best service for people getting weirdly obsessive about things you yes. know and it's great for that yeah oh totally oh t- i mean I've, I've done this before i think i told you guys about luke toen the model maker guy that i got super into and there's a number of things like that like it's it's awesome how super niche super super niche uh hobbies there's just like this plethora of content it doesn't matter what the hobby is it's there anyway i've gotten into mocks on on lego lego mocks uh, moc stands for my own creation which are basically like unique designs that people make. And it is just mind blowing what people do with Lego. That is, it's so far off the charts, incredible. And I'm, I'm talking about the huge, like seven, eight foot long monstrosity things that people build. But I'm also talking about these like tiny little models that people are just taking pieces and reimagining them thinking outside the box and using them in ways you would never think a a piece that you would recognize from a set but done used in a way that is completely wild and imaginative it's so so cool and so you marry this like this community this online community with the fact that you know something that was not available when i was a kid i would have loved but it, it was not available when i was a kid the made to order by the specific piece you want lego the services that they have online. So you have these, these people who are creating these spectacularly detailed, you know, color specific, perfect 
replicas of, you know, any ship from any movie you can imagine, any car from any fantasy thing you can imagine. All, everything is out there. There's places you can buy PDFs. There's a place called Brick Vault. You can buy PDFs that tell you exactly the number of pieces you need, which pieces have instructions on how to build them. It's such a cool rabbit hole to go down. I'm, I highly recommend anybody that even has a passing interest in Lego, check out uh, Beyond the Brick is a great channel on YouTube. I'm enjoying uh, where they just show just in just incredibly. Uh, you, you cannot imagine that people have this level of design prowess and use it on Lego. It's it's, mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. All right, that's Beyond the Brick YouTube channel and Lego Mocks you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, speaking of YouTube Premium, Jeff, I have my own. I have my own YouTube Premium story. So first of all, I'm glad you're enjoying the commercial free, free glory of YouTube Premium with Lego Mocks. That sounds like a delightful experience. Uh, so my brother-in-law recently added me to his, uh, Google family, right? So he has YouTube TV. Do you know how much YouTube TV is per month? You want to guess? Way too much. Way too much. Yeah. I, I don't even know what's on YouTube TV. What do you think? How much? Okay. So YouTube TV, let's see. I, I don't even know what, how they even advertise it. Um, YouTube TV, uh, I'm, I'm at their homepage. And, uh, I mean, it says watch is a streaming subscription service that lets you watch live TV from major broadcast and popular cable networks. So your main, you know, hmm. CBS, ABC and the thing, but also like Viacom channels and other things. Oh, okay. Well, if we're talking yeah. that, we're talking like a cable alternative Yeah, then we're yeah. in a different yeah. stratosphere. It's we're not talking yeah. TV thing. Yeah. yeah. We're not talking 1499 anymore. We're talking like Correct. you got, yeah. Yep. Fifty nine ninety nine. That's very close. It's sixty five dollars a month That's right now. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. yeah. It's Ridiculous. A lot. It's a lot, right? So he added me to his YouTube family, right? And then I'm like, okay, well, I like you used to get YouTube Premium for free along with YouTube TV, which is like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. That That's was how I first yeah, tasted yeah, yeah, yeah. the glory of YouTube YouTube Premium. I'm like, oh wow, I get YouTube Premium for free. So then at some point they stopped offering it. Uh, as part of YouTube TV. So then I still kept getting the YouTube TV, but I didn't get the YouTube premium anymore. And uh, I'm like, uh, well, I still want to get the ads. Free. So I actually subscribe. I subscribe to it myself. But the thing is, because I am not the parent on the YouTube family, like the Google family, I can't give him YouTube premium. You know, like it doesn't like, go upstream. It, it only doesn't goes go downstream. Upstream. It doesn't go upstream. It can go downstream where he uh -huh. can get YouTube premium. And so I wanted to negotiate with him, like, Hey, can you subscribe to YouTube premium? Give us all YouTube premium. And then like, I'll pay you whatever dollar. Per month. But, um, I don't think he cares that much yeah. uh, in the sense that like, he's not willing to do the work to do that. I don't think anyone and, cares as yeah, much as I mean, you do. That's very fair. That's very fair. And, uh, uh, I'm also like afraid to ask him for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, cause I, I don't want to jeopardize. <laughs> He's the dad of the family Yeah, and you're, you don't want to go to dad. <laughs> I don't want to make dad angry. You know, I don't want to make dad angry and him, ask him for be the like, keys to the car from he'll dad. Be like, he'll be like, wait, are you still on my YouTube TV account? <laughs> you know, that's the reaction I don't want. To yeah. Have. So Anyway, uh, so basically, Jeff, what I'm trying to tell you is you've given Wesley or whatever his name was. How dare you? Massive amounts of control over your life. 
This mm-hmm. is what I'm trying. To, actually, like also, I don't. If I recall correctly, you can't remove yourself from a Google family. Like you need the father account to do that. So well. you and Wesley are now like <laughs> you're Wesley's son, basically according sure. to Google, for I, a long time. I feel like you, of all people, would yeah. condone this adoption, Mr. COVID bubble. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, certainly, yeah, certainly, yes, if it's done with consent. But I don't <laughs> well, think. How is it not done with consent? Oh, you're saying because I didn't know the terms. I don't think you know what you're signing up for. With what, like, yeah. he can keep you as his son forever. Well, and what's much. the downside of that? I can't just join another family. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is what if yeah. one day you want to start your own family, Jeff? You know, like I'll never want to start my own family, Dave. You know, it's that. just you're you're up the creek in that situation. Yeah. So to go back to skipping ads. <laughs> just like folks at patreon.com slash film podcast who by the Ooh, way nice can back a tier uh that is ad free okay let's get to it guys coming to america uh so davindra you you seem to have the strongest thoughts on this right now for sure coming yeah. to america is i would say actually genuinely exciting an exciting film because yes. it's like hey eddie murphy right we haven't seen him in that much stuff recently Super talented guy, super charismatic guy. Coming to coming one America was a classic. Very funny, very well done. And a lot of the original cast is back, so it's like, oh wow, almost like huge, all of them. Yeah, pretty it's, much it's everybody. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Great, great. Uh, and uh, Craig Brewer, right? He uh, what was his last movie that he did? Um, he did Dolomite with Eddie Murphy. He did Dolomite, so like, which is a great, yes, uh, great. super fun movie. What Just could a go blast. wrong? What could go wrong with it? So good, so good. So, Devinder, what do you think of coming to America? I thought it was all right. Like it's here, it's heartbreaking to me, and I think that's like I, I I won't say this is a terrible movie. I wouldn't say it's not worth watching or anything. But I think specifically for fans of the original, this movie feels like this is the worst kind of reboot fan service, right? Because this movie does not really add much to the universe. It is overstuffed with callbacks to the original. And what I think still makes the original so rewatchable and so good and so unique is that that movie just felt bonkers. Like you're you're opening in this giant African palace and like there's all this stuff going on. And that, now you're wearing Queens. And that movie felt like it was always like doing things you'd never seen before. It was so risky and original. And this no, there's none of that in this movie. There's no tension There's no real energy. This movie is basically a remake of the first movie, even though they have the plot. Like they actually mentioned the plot of uh, the plot of this movie is Eddie Murphy was apparently date raped um, and has a secret son in New York. The actual plot of this movie, though, is that his daughters are right there. They're right there and he needs an heir and the heir can only be a son. If only there was somebody in charge who could change the rules to this. Huh? Um, it takes a long while for the movie to get to, you know, kind of that point. But also we spend no time with the daughters. Like we're introduced to the daughters. They're, you know, they're various ages. They seem very nice uh, played by actors. I really like, and we spend Eddie's actual daughter. Yeah. And one of them is his actual daughter and no time. Like there's no time to build who they are, their agency, his eldest daughter, who's the one who is basically in competition with his bastard child to, uh, you know, rule the kingdom. We spend no time 
with her. And it seems so wild to me that this movie, yeah, it just wants to remake the first movie again is pretty much all about the guy, even though Eddie Murphy, uh, father of daughters who has his daughter in the movie and clearly is trying to like portray a more wise and older sensibility has completely ignored the daughters. So I think that's the thing that really gets to me. And then, yeah, it's just so much of it is so tired. We did not need sexual chocolate back. We did not need so much of this. I just wanted new stuff, but Hey, at least we get Wesley Snipes as a, uh, as a, as a wild African warlord. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate funky, crazy Wesley Snipes, um, but very little else about this movie. It was so delightful to see Wesley Snipes at the same time. The jokes about child soldiers felt really Oof. cringy to me. Like I, it felt like yeah. it felt really punching down to me um, yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in a way that made me uncomfortable. All that said, Jeff Canada, curious your thoughts on coming to America. The second there's a sequence in this movie in which there is a lot of dancers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Singing Prince's Get Off. <laughs> yes. Which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. When yeah. that came on and my wife and I were watching it, Eddie Murphy's or character's son in the movie then starts singing that song mm-hmm. and I in my living room also sang that song. Yeah. So did my wife. Yeah. That's all I needed. I, <laughs> I, I was, I, I don't care what else is in this movie. I, there was a dance sequence to Prince's get off where they sang that salt and Peppa are in this movie. Uh, Morgan and Freeman Vogue is in this movie. Yeah. Does everybody? Yeah. I, all of that in the first, 10 minutes of this movie? I I it didn't matter what else happened. I was I was I was fully entertained. Are you not entertained? I say yes, I was. Uh, I uh, mean, I was I was entertained but also simultaneously disappointed. I think you can <laughs> you can juggle both. I uh, yeah. I, I, I think disappointment I, power is far exceed yours, Jeff. Yeah, it's it's really, really a balance over here. I, yeah. think that, I think what's clear is that you hold the first film in a much higher regard than I do. Yeah, because it's I, perfect. Yeah, well, I, I love coming one America. We talked about it last week in yeah. the After Dark. I, I loved it as a kid. I love it now, but I don't love it. Love it like you do. Yeah. You know, like so you, I, you don't it, love it. You'll take great. whatever slop they give you, Jeff. It's a great time. It's a great time. It's very funny and fun, and and holds together and holds up. I thought this movie was funny and fun. I thought. Uh, there. Leslie Jones is amazing in this movie. She's pretty she's, good. She's yeah. great. Uh, I thought there was enough fun, goofy stuff to happen. I loved seeing all the old actors. Um, what's her name? Who plays uh, his wife? Like Sherry Headley, I think. What kind of magic is she imbibing every night to look that good at 60 i think she's 60 Just, uh, i mean all of them they're they're all they look incredible like nobody has aged at all yes it's, it's amazing uh it is uh yeah. she's it 56 was, it was, by the way 56 mm-hmm. so it was a delightful walk down memory lane a fu- i think it is absolutely essential for someone to re-watch the first one if they haven't watched it in a long time before they watch this one because 
you will miss half this movie if you haven't recently watched Coming One America. Uh, but I, I had a, I had a, I'm not going to say equally as good a time as the first movie, but close. Like it's, it's, it's goofy fun. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't. Wow. It was fine. It was fine. If if you you see the first movie as just goofy fun, then yes, I can certainly, yeah, I I can see you, Jeff. And it's fine. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I know a lot of people who enjoyed this movie. Um, It's It's just one of those songs that they do a a whole number. Jeff, the last time there was a Prince song in the movie, you freaked out about it being the end of the world because Prince's work was now being licensed. So I I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Because that was in fucking the Kingsman and it was uh, was offensive on every level. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> also a bad movie, but yeah. What, wait, what what made that offensive? I'm sorry, I don't understand. Because it was played as a counterpuntal uh, uh, sure, sure, sure. joke. It was like action movie. It was um, in the middle of this yeah, car yeah, accident yeah. and you hear uh let's go crazy or something. I maybe it was it was it, it was it was specifically there to be counterpuntal and and this is a movie where it's like oh shit prince just came on it's my jam i'm going to sing it in yeah. the movie this, this which, is a movie that at least reveres prince and i appreciate yes. I, I will say i appreciate that uh it is something that by the way craig brewer does really well i love craig brewer as a director hustle and flow hustle and flow is an incredible movie and he does a great job of building uh he he makes a lot of movies about the creation of music and the way that kind of, uh, you know, infuses everything. He made the Footloose remake watchable, you know, like I, I love this guy, Black Snake Moan, a movie nobody talks about and is pretty wild. If you really think about it, it like the stuff that goes on in that movie is pretty crazy, but he is just so interesting. Um, I, I, that's what he does, right? He does the great musical sequences. I believe he's done a lot of music videos. Like he's really bringing a lot of that flash to this movie. And I appreciate that. There, there are fun bits, they're fun bits. I laughed while yeah. watching it. Like there are that, fun that's bits. really I awful. laughed while watching it. To yeah. me, that's all I needed. Well, I don't have that much to say about this movie. I mean, I'm 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 a little bit stunned by Jeff's reaction to the movie. Um A in the in the lack of reverence for the first film, and B that you thought this one was about as good. Um but here's what I'm gonna say, guys. Uh-huh. This podcast is culturally relevant because yes, I thought that was uh, a different podcast you did. No, but but because we spent quite a bit of time talking about holding a funeral for yourself before you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> it is that is exactly what happens in this film. I I don't think almost, this one though almost, ends quite as quite almost. as quite like you would want yours to end. That scene. So I I don't know if we're even. Yeah, should we do spoilers? spoilers? Yeah, spoilers. Let's do spoilers. Okay, we're doing spoilers for coming to America the second. So don't listen if you don't want to do spoilers. That scene broke my heart because (laughs) it is that's going to happen within five, ten years. Like it's what what is going to happen? James Earl Jones is going to pass away, or what what are you referring? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, like and it is a very effective like him. I heard that they just had like what a day or two to shoot that, and it was Craig Brewer just like there, kind of doing the lines and doing the scene side by side with him. And just imagine, just imagine you're there directing, you know, James Earl Jones with nobody else really around you other than like your crew. And he, it it is a great death scene, but also it's James Earl James Earl Jones, and it's something I don't want to think about, you know, immediately. It's like your your grandpa passing away, the inevitability of it. Um, you don't want to think about it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that 
you, you know, another demonstration of the excellence of this idea was broadcast to the world, right, through Coming to America. I mean, Jeff, did this not sway you that this is an awesome idea yet? I mean, if yeah. you can get salt and pepper in vogue and Morgan Freeman to come, yeah, I'm in. We, I mean, they're all they're all slated. It was also uh, basically, for yours. yeah, for mine, yeah. It was but, a planned death, not like a hey, what what is my funeral going to be like? It was his actual funeral. Yeah, that's true. It was, it was just an actual funeral. It was just time shifted oh, yeah, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of put can the whole new theory like there. A, can I ask you guys yeah. a super dark question? Oh yeah, is that's that, why we're it, in after dark. Yeah, darker okay? than yeah. darker than we've been. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm curious. I am curious, like, if you guys, and I don't want to, I don't want to dwell too much on this topic, but I, I guess I'm curious, like, if you do have a preference for, like, the manner of death that occurs you know for for you like i mean i prefer painless and yeah, swift painless. pain pain like like uh like all of a sudden or kind of like in in your sleep kind of deal surrounded by loved ones is that kind sure. of like what you, yeah. you know i think that's well, what, what, a lot what we of all aspire want to. at the what we all want. Yeah. just after the moment of orgasm is that would be nice <laughs> you really want to traumatize your wife yeah <laughs> oh I'll, I'll, yeah i'm sure my wife will be there yeah yeah no, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay okay um <laughs> Okay. I, I, Alone I, I in my just... room, just after the moment of orgasm. Patreon.com slash film podcast. Anyway, so... <laughs> this is that premium shit. This is the premium top shelf shit. So, uh, any other thoughts on the... I mean... I thought you were going to say I, any I'm, other thoughts about how you'd like to die. No, I, I, I like, feel like you have not answered. I feel like you brought that up because you... Yeah. I mean, what... Is there any other answer than... In, in your sleep well, as okay. peacefully yeah. as possible? I, I thought a lot about that. We spent a lot of the After Darks talking about my death, to be honest uh -huh, with you, like uh -huh. just in general. <laughs> and uh, my plans like for it, yeah. Previous uh -huh. and, and Devendra's plans for it. But, uh, many like former After Darks, we talk about this topic. And I guess I just feel like as I get older, like I want to probably decide. Like I want to, uh, in so much as it is possible, I want to uh, like decide yeah. when it is I die. And I think you that know, is like, what happened in the movie, by the way. Is that yeah, it felt like exactly. very much a choice. That's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. So in a serious sense, like yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. To take this conversation absolutely seriously, uh huh, uh huh. It, it seems to me that, except for a very rare cases, any moment where you could decide means that you could have had a couple more days. Right, right. Sure. Which I read, seems difficult. I read, this, I read this story online that was like, I, I can't stop thinking. I read it years ago. I can't stop thinking about it. It was the New York Times. And it's about this woman who knew she had dementia. Mm -hmm. And uh, and she knew like her, her mind was going to like start going. And you, the, and she, was, she knew she wanted to die with dignity, but she couldn't figure out exactly when that was going to, like, it's really difficult. Like, it's it's exactly what you said, Jeff, because if you have the presence of mind to decide, then you still have, like, at least a couple more days, right? So it's, think that, it's tough. It's tough. Do you think that every coming to America review <laughs> goes here? Yeah. You think that I, think that, I don't listen to a lot of other to. podcasts. It's do you think that this is? It's really 100%. It. it has to. I mean, it is, it is worth talking about because this is a movie that basically portrays James Earl Jones dying. And I, I don't know. This is something I'm worried about. Like, he is somebody who has always existed in my life as, like, that kindly father. And then, yeah, as Darth Vader. But also, I grew up less, with him in many different kindly roles. Father. I've, I, I think this was the movie that I probably saw him in first. 
So he will forever, you know, be the king. You know, he will be King Joffe for me forever. So that part really hit me. And I think the movie did a good job of like at least doing that scene of like, oh, yeah, this is kind of a party and celebration for you. And you died. And both the like, it's kind of funny, but also sad at the same time. And James Earl Jones to like get he can't do a bad job. You know, he still did his thing. Um, but yeah. And to answer is- your question, Dave, uh, you, you know, as, as far away from now as possible without suffering. <laughs> that, I think that's like the main yeah. thing. Yeah, but I well, think I've that, also been thinking know, about a more the Michael yeah. Haneke movie. I watched yeah. it a few weeks ago. Uh, as I mentioned, it was only it would only be minutes before Michael Haneke was uttered on this <laughs> podcast in talking yeah. about a comedy. Yeah, yeah. please go uh, on. Um, so Amour, like very minor spoilers for Amour, but basically, it's about an older aging couple mm-hmm. who um, the woman in the couple has a stroke. And starts being unable to take care of herself. And like while she still has her wits about her, there's this like really powerful scene where Emmanuel Emmanuel Riva, who plays the woman, is like, hey, like I, you know, I'm I don't want any of this. Like, I, I don't want to go on living because I don't want you, my husband, to need to like take care of my basic bodily functions. I don't want any of this. And he like rejects that. And um, again, minor spoilers for the eight-year-old or nine-year-old film, but like that she does go on living because that scene I described as at the earlier part of the film. And like, they both end up suffering an enormous amount because of it. Mm-hmm. And ever since I saw it, I'm just like, I like, that's not how I want to go. No, you know, like, like if you had a choice, let me, so let me tell you guys this. Uh, I've been rewatching Ted Lasso. Okay. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. uh, there is, there's one like minor plot line about, um, the assistant to, to the boss. Mm-hmm. Like the the the, neb, the nebbish British guy, he yeah. has a minor plot line about like, oh yeah, I'm uh, you know I have a very old cat who is waiting to die, basically, mm. and I'm watching that now as I have a ten year old cat who is going through some sort of cancer right now. And oh, I'm sorry, doing good. Yeah, it's it's all right, you know, like it's been going on for a while. But we took her to the vet. They came back with like, oh, yeah, this is a very common thing. A lot of cats get uh, cancer around their mouths. And it's just kind of this thing where it's okay. Okay, we can't can't do anything, really. So we're giving her medication every day. And you just kind of have to go with it until the animal suffers too much. And then then you have to put them down because that is the most humane thing to do. And yeah, I would like at least the opportunity to do at least something like that for myself if we kind of have to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Dignity and death is exactly. it's a strange thing that exactly. we don't allow that culturally. Yeah. Um, 100%. 100%. I, I completely agree. Like, my mind is, is made up on this. So, mm-hmm. anyway, but those I, are our thoughts on coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a franchise that did not die with dignity. Sorry, Jeff. What were you going to say? No, no, I can't. I'm not going <laughs> to. No, please, can, please. I can't. No, no, it actually that. is perfect no, because this franchise is not going away with dignity after this movie. Mm. But yeah, mm. you think we're going to see a coming three America? If yeah, unfortunately. Can I? Can I ask you guys like a question? This. Let me ask yeah. you a question, Jeff. Let me ask you a question because you're you know you're into comedy, uh, performance art, and so on and so forth. Like, what are you? What are your thoughts on? Uh, I think Jermaine Fowler, who plays basically the protagonist so of this good. film. Yeah. What did you think of him in, in this movie? Uh, you're teeing me up because you think he was bad. I'm teeing you up because I want to hear what Jeff Kanata thinks about Jermaine Fowler. 
I thought he was fine. I thought he was fine. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I thought he was fine. I thought, uh, I mean, I think honestly, I think Leslie Jones steals this movie in a large, a large sense. Uh, I was a little disappointed at how, um, uh, unimpressed with Tracy Morgan I was. I thought, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, Tracy Morgan is, because I know that Eddie Murphy originally w- was making this movie with Tracy Morgan playing his son. He didn't mm. really think about that concept too hard until they realized they were like, what, only five, six years apart? Well, also, I think it was many years ago when they were originally thinking about this. Even but, then, um, he's, he, like, their, their age difference their age still difference the same. doesn't change. It's still the same, right? It's true, true. Uh, but, I th- yeah, it was true. I mean, they could have uh, aged Eddie Murphy up, you know? They it was only, that. like, yeah, five yeah. or six years ago that they really started thinking about this. It wasn't, like, there's, that long ago. Yeah. There's no aging Eddie Murphy up. Look at the man. Yeah. He looks great. He looks great. Yeah. He looks yeah. great. They all look great. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't have strong opinions on him. I thought he was fine. I thought he was fine. I, d- I didn't think that he was, uh, you know, knocking it out of the park. But he was, he was fine. I don't think he's. It, it, this is a movie, as I mentioned with the with Coming One America when we talked about it. It's a movie about the periphery characters adding the fun, and mm-hmm. he's not a periphery character in this film. Uh, and uh, so I had, I had much more fun with, you know all the other goofy stuff. Everybody else. It is, it is. I don't think they explain how the barbershop guys are exactly the same age. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right? <laughs> well, I'm just, it's, I'm just, it's like thinking, glaring I'm just inconsistency, about things Jeff. Yeah. I don't yeah. believe it. I cannot believe the fundamental reality of this movie. Okay. <laughs> it is weird that they only added one new makeup character. And yeah. it's like this Arsenio Hall lady soothsayer chick mm-hmm. yeah uh that was very and weird. zamunda how come you can't find it on a map guys what the fuck what the fuck okay. apparently the design of the palace in zamunda is based on somebody's mansion like nearby in atlanta so uh yeah there's crazy stuff going on down here folks it's not just mansions in la like there there are compounds over here of very very rich people apparently yeah all right. Any other? Th- uh, first of all, thank you for letting me take this review into very strange places. No, I appreciate you guys going there with we me. We should do that all the time. Um, I try. Literally every day, every episode we record, I try. I try. Here we go. Uh, any other thoughts? Hey, like John America? Amos. It was very nice to see John Amos again. Yes. Also, like after seeing him in Uncut Gems as the neighbor, that was fun. Yeah. Um, I love seeing all these people back again. I think that's like the biggest the biggest draw of this movie. And that's why everybody is just like into it. Um, like that's the thing. And I think if you watch mo- interviews about this, the twins, I think even the twin, there's the twins. twins. Yeah. The, the beatboxers. They right? just, yeah. Yeah. Fly, fly everybody in and they have the same, like, uh, you know, uh, open mouth gape jaw. Um, this movie, you know, I, it means a lot to, I think some people who really, who revere the, the original movie and just want more of this world. I just feel like the way my stupid brain works is like, <laughs> you know, there, there was something special. There was something unique and interesting and original about the original. And we don't quite have that here. Like even like the, the fundamental love story they're trying to sell just feels very, it does not feel built up in a way like the guy, um, Jermaine Fowler's character is basically like, oh, I guess I'm going to be a prince. Cool. I'm cool with that. Oh, I have to marry this girl. Cool, cool, cool. I'm, I'm fine with that. Totally fine with that. Like nobody's asking like the deeper questions until like, until like way too late. And I feel like that's one thing they didn't feel like humanized as they were in the original to me. 
Um, but yeah, missed opportunity. I hope uh, they're probably going to make another one, given how big this is. Uh, I kind of hope it kind of reshapes to be more interesting as we return to this world. I got to say, I, I loved the scene with Colin Jost as the uh, the descendant of the trading places yep. guys. That was pretty yep. good. Dude, that pretty that good. whole sequence. That's like, pretty good. When he was like, we're going to find pictures of you in blackface. He's like, I went as the Will Smith Aladdin. <laughs> there was white face. There it was, was blue face over the blue, blackface. Was blue face over blackface. That was the best line in the oh, entire movie. I died. Best that line. was so funny. Yeah. I, I I think my favorite part of this whole movie was there was a very David Lynchian moment when uh-huh. they introduced the the woman that Eddie Murphy told to bark like a dog from like yep. twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And she's still doing it. And, and he dark. still doesn't tell her to stop. Yeah. Yeah. He this just is keeps dark, it going. dark. The ramifications of that are yeah. if you think about it, it's just really <laughs> She's basically like they. She's he's given her. He's like imposed like locked in syndrome on this person basically, and it's just like Horrific. that's hor- It's horrifying. Horrifying. It's horrifying. Yeah. And on that note, one assume one assumes though that <laughs> that she's only she only does that around him, right? So no, if he's around, she follows his instructions. Mm. No, my understanding is she's been barking like the entire like yeah, she she cannot communicate life. other than that's through barking and hopping. That's her, her entire life. Yeah. Her, yeah. One leg's quadricep muscles would be massively disproportionate to the others. If that, were. I mean, you're oh, you're starting to touch upon the horrors of this whole situation. Yes, <laughs> that's correct. What do you guys? So I think we've established. So coming one America takes place in the Trading Places universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if mm-hmm. we get a crossover as the next movie, and you get the Colin Joe's character that's established now, and you and you unite unite the two separate Eddie Murphy characters. There's a lot we can do with this. I think it would be cool. And then you have uh, Axel Foley comes in and busts mm. up the whole deal. Sure. Right? That'd be that amazing. Be cool. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Make it happen, universe. Make it happen. I mean, that's basically what people did for the sequel. So, you know, it happened. <laughs> All right. Patreon.com slash film podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Get more of this. We know you're hooked now. <laughs> <laughs>